Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Breakfast Brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, it's The Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danka, Bharati Jagdish, and Ryan Huang with you. Let's take a look at the headlines investors will be paying attention to today. It's really four letters in question. F-O-M-C. They spoke and there was a bit of a tailspin and then things recovered. All in all, a roller coaster. Yes, it was a huge roller coaster for markets. So we had markets starting the day in the red on Wall Street and then things started to turn around. So let's start with why it seemed to be sinking in the initial hours. And this is all around the hawkish FOMC statement. We did get that rate hike as you expected. Alongside it was a statement that seemed to be more hawkish than expected that the Fed would be uh, quite aggressive in tackling inflation. So that seemed to be a bit of a sticker shocker effect on markets where people were just a bit more jittery and they uh, sold off. And then we had the press conference coming through with Jerome Powell come out to say that they will still remain flexible. And also, I think investors started to realize that the Fed being so confident about raising rates meant that they were of the view that the economy was on strong fundamentals and on track to recover. So that seemed to be digested and eventually investors took the rate hikes in their stride and the rate hike will be in March um, in this meeting as well as in the upcoming meetings for the rest of the year. So we are looking at six rate hikes coming through being penciled in. So pretty much going according to script. Uh, The other key details, the FOMC raising its inflation forecast as expected to 4.3% from 2.6%. And this is a backdrop of how we've seen recent indicators of inflation at 40-year highs, up 7.9% year over year. And that is well above the target rate of 2%. And with the backdrop of how the ongoing war in Ukraine is expected to also lift commodity prices and inflationary pressures. So the Fed acknowledged that what's happening in Ukraine could mean risks on the inflation front. So if you look at the dot plot, um, we are looking at rates at every meeting. And also, what's worth noting, the Fed talking about reducing its asset holdings at a coming meeting. So we got some signals from Jerome Powell that it could be in May. So that could be something to watch out for as another catalyst for markets in uh, the coming months. So that's um, pretty much the summary of what happened from the FMC meeting. Any quotes that caught your attention from this meeting, Ryan? Okay, here's what's um, worth noting. Uh, Jerome Powell highlighted the fact that every meeting is going to be what's called a live meeting, which is, in essence, that you can't predict what's going to be happening in the coming days or coming uh, meetings because there are just so many moving parts. Things are constantly evolving. Okay. Even though you've got the dot plot, the, vo- the forecast for six straight hikes, things can change. So he is saying every live, every meeting is going to be live no. in the sense that he will be reacting to data that comes mm. through that goes into every meeting. So it's going to be you know, something to keep investors on their toes. Um, things could change. Sounds unpredictable. Yeah. And speaking of change, Chinese stocks, that has seen sort of a sea change, hasn't it? Overnight, we saw them bouncing back. Change in direction. Chinese stocks rebounding after being battered for many days. And it looks like Chinese officials just coming together to shore up confidence on many fronts. And this is looking at the Hang Seng Index on Wednesday, 
up 9%. And major mainland indices were all up more than 4%. So really rebounding big time. And if you look at what happened overnight on Wall Street, we had the US listed ADRs for Alibaba. That was up over 30%. And Pinduoduo up 56%. So you are seeing a big bounce back. And some of the key details uh, were around how the Chinese government, based on a state media report, talked about how they will collaborate with U.S. regulators for auditing issues. That was one of the main issues that stood out that threatened to delist some of those U.S. companies. Uh, They also talked about their support for various kinds of businesses overseas to do overseas listings. And you also have how they signal they will be completing as soon as possible the crackdown on internet platform companies. So a sign that maybe there's some uh, light at the end of tunnel when it comes to the crackdown. And also working towards stability in Hong Kong's financial markets as well as the struggling real estate sector. So a lot of um, well, good news for Chinese investors to, to, to cheer on. All right, Ryan, you haven't given us the number of the day. I guess it's number six for six rate hikes, right? That was a very good guess. But it's not six. Ah, <laughs> always unpredictable. It is 20. Okay, why? Okay, this is around news coming through from Starbucks. So besides Ooh. a new CEO next month, the founder is coming back, it's also outlining 20 different ways that it's trying to get customers to ditch their single-use cup. 20 different ways they are ah, testing in I eight see. markets. And they are quite interesting. So one of them is something I think many of us are quite familiar with, you no know, mm. financial incentives. Uh, mm-hmm. So what happens here is customers pay a $1 deposit and once they are done with the cups, they return it to a smart bin to get their money back. So that's quite simple. We've seen that in many okay. places, right? Mm-hmm. Also, they are thinking about exploring washing stations. So if you bring your own cup, you can clean it and just you know, do your own thing with a washing station. Okay. You also have a borrow a cup program if you just don't want to leave your office or your home with your uh, porcelain cups. You might find it a bit of a hassle, but they, they can, you know, like a library, lend you a, a, a cup. Also, what's interesting is the drive-through programs. They are rethinking how they can uh, recalibrate the process so customers can drop off their cups at the earlier part of the drive-through. <laughs> and then by the time they order and get their stuff, you know, they can fill up the cup in advance. And another way is for baristas to pre-make drinks. Like, you know how you can order your drinks in advance by the app, by yes, the phone, yes. by internet? And then you kind of have this obstacle. You know, where do you put the drinks? Because you don't have, you're not in the store yet to give the cup. Okay. So how it works here is um, the baristas will pre-make the drinks somewhere else like a common tumbler. And then when you're there, they'll just pour it straight pour in, it into down. your cup. I so they see. already pre-make it and they don't wait for you to arrive at the store. So that's Safe some time. of the 20 different ways Starbucks is trying to go towards the path of sustainability. Mm. And no more plastic straws, of course. Mm, that I one's seen, very good. I haven't seen those in a while. Quite a while. Huh? Yeah. Uh, except for the borrow a cup program. I'm a bit worried. Huh? People will borrow and the deposit is so small that they'll say, I'm not going to return this. And there you have it. Oh, more waste. like the NTUC trolley. I see people, <laughs> $1 thing. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.